Welcome to Oops I Talk Politics, the left-wing political podcast where we discuss political shit. I'm Sly. I'm Ryan. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. I like that you called it the left-wing political podcast. Oh, we are the, the definitive one. Hey, if Square Roots can call themselves the RPG podcast, we can yeah. call ourselves the left-wing political podcast. Yeah, but podcast. They're, they're a bunch of fake podcasts. We're the real ones. Yeah, like we're, <laughs> we're the true left. Um, <laughs> we're all that's left. This is so much of the true left. So this week, we're going to start a weird segment uh, we have a name for it, really. I guess we're going to call it the Republican Hypocrisy Corner for now. Well, no, we're going to talk about hypocrisy on both sides, right? We're not. We're definitely not. <laughs> <Yeah>. We're hypocrites. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's the true irony. So much for the tolerant left, right? <laughs> but, um, so we're just going to talk about how uh, basically during Obama years, Republicans would say shit. And now during the, the Trump years, Republicans are now the pro-establishment assholes. So they're like, oh, you, you rabble-rousing. Uh, Democrats, uh, all this shit that you hear nowadays. I get into a lot of internet arguments. I've never been called a rabble rouser. <laughs> I've been called a lot of other things. <laughs> Sometimes they still try and blame it on Democrats, though. Like, say, for instance, Obamacare. <laughs> or, I mean, <clears throat> Obamacare. Uh, Obamacare. And then you had during the Obama years when bad things happened under Obama, people, uh, Democrats would blame it for Bush and stuff. It's just equal. Uh, mm-hmm. d- both sides are just as bad, says Sly. Yeah, I'm milk toast bullshit central now. Uh, this is my coming out party. He's become, <laughs> he's become what he's hated. Yeah. Uh, when you start to the uh, abyss uh, too long, and the abyss stares back. You become a centrist milk toast yeah. piece of shit. Yeah, I talked about Obama so much. I always bring up Obama, and now I am Obama. Yeah, maybe I like Obama. Uh, so let me be clear. Uh, we're going to talk about why we got to uh, reach across the aisle. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, so I want to rewind, like, a minute to Daryl's great and totally ignored segue. Yeah, I like that. All right, so the the topic I brought to the table is just how Trump, while he was on the campaign trail, was again and again nailing the point home, we need to repeal and replace Obamacare. It's a disaster. It's the worst piece of legislation, even though... It's a mess. It's not winning. Yeah, and now that they're at a point where they're finally... uh, Paul Ryan presented a bill to replace it, it's now... There's a lot of... You know, uncertainty as whether or not Republicans should actually pass this thing. Uh, that's that's a really nice way to put it. Uh, it's what is it? The American Healthcare Act. Yes, and it's bad. Yeah. It's very bad. No, there's a lot of uncertainty over whether this should pass. There's also uncertainty whether uh, Paul Ryan even understands what insurance is because he says, "Oh, other insurance, you shouldn't have the healthy sub- subsidized." Yeah, thing. that's how. <laughs> so like, that's what it is. Yeah, and also I've seen a lot of ana- uh, analysts. Be like the uh, it's really great for everyone except the poor and the sick and the elderly. And I'm like, if it's health insurance that's not good for sick people, it's bad. He might yeah. be thinking about insurance in the sense that not that the healthy shouldn't subsidize the sick, but that people who live healthy lifestyles shouldn't pay more because some people live eating cheeseburgers. Yeah, that, that's what he's probably getting. At. It's probably what he's but, but the at. but the way insurance is, uh, works is that. Uh, the people who are at more risk, you basically the more you have, if you have a greater pool of people, the uh, it's better than all of us paying individually, and the, the people who are uh, basically the people who need the most get paid by the people who need less. I mean, it's it's the same idea that like a lot of like union workers get healthcare through their union instead of buying it on their own because the more people you have, it brings the cost down. But it, it yeah. really depends on what people you're bringing in, like people it, with pre-existing conditions. Yeah, at the end of the day, it is risk management, right? You're you're betting. That I'm gonna pay every month, and I hope I don't get hurt. But if I do, this pool will take care of me. Yeah. So when you when you let someone who's more likely to get hurt or sick, they you do are you are paying more. 
So are you... So I am in favor of this healthcare plan. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Daryl, tell us some more about it. Well, I um, just today, breaking news, uh, the Congressional Budget... Oh, we're recording this Monday, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Congressional Budget Office came out, uh, they scored it, and they released a PDF, and in it they said that by 2018, under this plan, 14 million Americans will lose their health care. And then I think it's like 20 by 2020. Okay, I, this might be hearsay, but I have a question. When when Obamacare was coming through, the Republicans fought for the CBO to analyze it, right? And they were like, this is so un, you know, inefficient and costly and everything. And then didn't, for this time, Paul Ryan was like, we'll have the budget do it. And then the budget started to, and they were like, this is bad. And then he didn't want them to do it anymore. Is that true? Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't know. But uh, Ryan was a stickler for uh, making sure everything uh, was budget. Yeah, because they were passed. trying to have it voted on before the CBO report came out. And then wasn't it Mitch McConnell yeah. that was pushing it through? Yeah, like yeah, well, I, that might be our liberal bubble information. Yeah, yeah. But Paul Ryan was always uh, known as the budget guy, even though he's a fucking hack, yeah. libertarian piece of shit. And like this, and like, and and I don't know if he's pushing pushing it forward, but. Uh, he's not doing nearly as diligent uh, work. Yeah, that, the sure. big GOP critique of Obamacare too is that it was rushed through when they spent yeah. a year and a half working on it, mm-hmm. and this it seemingly was made in a month. Yep. And uh, on top of this, you have Trump who is saying that we need to repeal or replace it, and he's also made promises that everyone would be covered equally, like no one's going to lose their coverage. And now, um, like Politico's report on this in CNN. That he's basically been saying that a smart thing to do would be to let it fail and let Obamacare take over. And then when people blame the rising premiums on Obamacare, it helps out in the 2018 elections. So Trump thinks that Obamacare is a broken system, so he yeah. wants oh, to yes. leave it so he looks good because it's still Obama's fault? Yeah. So then, so then when people are spending much more money on premiums then the republicans will win the midterm elections by using that as a tool yeah which is which is crazy to me the idea that now that they're in power and they have the the ability to just like um was that term about getting like legislation through really fast uh that they're gonna sit back still and continue to blame their failing system on uh democrats people eat that shit up though which is, again, which is just crazy to me that anyone could still, like, look at government and be like, man, those Democrats, like, what have they done over these next two years? The Republicans, from what I heard, they want to pass, uh, they, they want to have the tax cuts and stuff that uh, Obamacare is getting rid of. Well, this, this healthcare bill also is, for, like, seemingly no reason, has a $16 billion tax cut for the rich that has nothing to do with it <laughs> seemingly no reason basically when obamacare wasn't instituted there was uh taxes increase and there's a huge tax uh cut the cut now obamacare. is more than the increase was though right yeah it is but but even if even if they uh just get rid of the increase it will bankrupt obamacare over time and so what they what republicans want to do is basically bankrupt obamacare so it can't pay for itself so it will naturally uh fall apart uh, under Republican care, and they'll blame on Democrats for that. Uh, just to be the piece of shit here. Uh, oh boy! What, did did these people actually say this, or is this just the rumblings that Republicans want to do this? Have these have these people gone on record? And has Trump or Mitch McConnell been like, "I want to bankrupt this so it fails, and then we look at it for the elections"? Do you want me to read Trump's exact words? Yes, I do. When did he say this, Daryl? 
This is this is an article of Politico from today at 11:55 a.m. Uh, Republicans are putting themselves in a very bad position. I tell this to Tom Price all the time by repealing Obamacare because people aren't going to see the truly devastating effects of Obamacare. They're not going to see the devastation in 17 and 18 and 19. It'll be gone by then. Whether we do it or not, it'll be imploded off the map. Uh, I've been telling you, why don't we wait? Just let it implode and let's not take the blame, Trump said to Health and Human Services Secretary Tom Price. I've been telling you, I've been telling you that as an option. It's not an option I like, frankly, but it certainly is an option. Yeah, uh, fuck you, Phil. <laughs> hey, hey I, I didn't, I didn't not believe you, but I like sources because then if we don't source our su- our stuff, then we're no better than those. Yeah, savages. he did. He did at some point. <laughs> I'm trying to find because he says like, you know, we have to let this healthcare pass through because I'm not like that evil to let it fail. But it was. Right. It, he's just. Oh, it's, it's just not. So bad. It's, I'm not evil enough to want it, but I'm evil yeah. enough to let it happen and suggest it. <laughs> He goes on to complain that Obamacare looks good now because of the media, and he's like, he's Jimmy's a Russell. Uh, to be fair to Phil, uh, the part about uh, them bankrupting Obamacare was rumblings. I can't find the article okay. now, but uh, but but Trump at least like talk. Uh, even if he's not like, this is my plan. The fact that you would even say that out loud, yeah, which is crazy. It'd be like Obama <laughs> yeah. saying, like, you know, we really need to stay in Iraq longer because we really want to make the Republicans look bad. Like, look how terrible this war yeah. is. Look how many people are dying. Also, Republicans act like Obamacare is this horrible socialist nonsense. This was the GOP healthcare plan in the 90s. Like, this is what Republicans wanted in, when, in, in response to, like, the single-payer system that the Clintons put forward. That just yeah. bothers me. <laughs> well, that's why, that's why they have a shit plan now, because they really didn't have an alternative to... Because well, Obama stole their, their plan. Yeah, like, yeah, that's fair enough. It, I mean, it, it isn't new too much for presidents to do, or people to do this kind of shit. Like, uh, Daryl was giving that example. Like, imagine Obama doing that in Iraq, but, like, Nixon kept the Vietnam War going for election. Well, Nixon, what, Nixon is an exception to a lot of that's what, true. what a president yeah. would do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, both, both sides are, can yeah. be guilty of doing that, where they're playing the long game with their elections. No, but Trump's not a politician. He always says it like it is. In my opinion, uh, Trump is um, not Trump. Uh, Nixon brought about the fall of Western democracy. Uh, so, like all the things that Wait, the fall uh, of hypocrisy, the Western democracy. Oh, like, democracy! <laughs> yeah, I heard hypocrisy too. A lot of the a lot of the uh, stuff about corporate influence in Amer- America that we're worried about now. What happened in the seventies was uh, a, a, a person wrote an article saying, you know, if if the corporations take over the Supreme Court, there's nothing America can do to fight back because the Supreme Court is, is there for mm-hmm. life. And Nixon was like, that's a good article. You're now a Supreme Court member. I forget his name, <laughs> but he, he, literally, he literally was a Supreme Court member. And he literally said, we have to make sure corporate corporations take over the Supreme Court. And Nixon said, you're a member of the Supreme Court now. Good you job. know what else Nixon did? He fucking created the EPA to keep the hippies happy. And then he spent the rest of his pr- presidency being like, fuck the EPA. They're the most un-American thing in the world. We have to do everything we can to stop them. <laughs> do, you know what, do you know what else Nixon did? He broke into the Democrat headquarters. <laughs> and broke... <laughs> can you, can he, you believe that? He didn't break in. That's <laughs> No, no, he did. He personally broke in. <laughs> to go back to the placating hippie stuff, also, he, he extended the war on drugs uh, because he wanted to go after hippies and yeah. other more revolutionary groups uh, as an excuse because he didn't give a shit marijuana. And he, in fact, he had studies that proved marijuana is not harmful at all. And, and he wiped his ass with them and threw them yeah. at the Democrats. And then went into Watergate and left the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. We should do a Nixon episode. But yeah, but comparing Trump to one of the one of the people that I believe caused the fall of Western democracy in the long run, 
isn't a good reassuring. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, there's precedence for this. Other scumbags have done this. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's not. It's not. Uh, he's not like the first ever, but he is. He is comparable to the most corrupt presidents. Yeah. Yeah. And the Hitler. only president that like, it's Nixon. Come on. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, I'm probably gonna spend my health insurance list life. I'm gonna spend that money not on an iPhone, but a vacation. Oh, that whole fucking thing. That's a whole uh, other thing. So, vacation, you say. Uh, <laughs> this is something that we probably all seen people post about, if it was Obama, Bush, or now with Trump, but presidents go on vacation. And this is something I think we don't need to say is a bad thing. Everyone needs to go on vacation or else you go crazy. Yeah, I'll uh, work and no But play. every weekend? Ah, there. There, there is <laughs> the, the level, the degree to which people go on vacation is what people debate about most. Um, and right now, I was doing some digging into Trump's vacations so far. He's only been president for seven weeks. Seven? Oh my yeah. God. Every time somebody says it, it's so... How has it not been ten years? Yeah. So he's been president for seven weeks. And I don't know about you guys, but my conservative family members and friends of family that have been... That posted for the past eight years on things like Facebook... Would never let go of Obama for going on for going golfing. The things that stood out the most was the golfing, and one time he had a beer at a basketball game, and it was like he nuked like the Pentagon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I never stopped seeing people post about him being a lazy sack of shit. Uh, Trump himself actually said he takes more vacations than any human being I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> they used to complain about Bush, George Bush, but I understand he's already exceeded George Bush. We're not even through the year, so he likes vacation. Let me just uh, pull up the uh, the numbers or amount of vacation days that all presidents have taken. In I mean, since we've been recording this, so it's only since Clinton, really. Now, what is defined as a as a vacation? It means they're not in the White House and they're they're on leisure time. I mean, it's like one of those things that the president is never actually on vacation because they always have to have. Uh, like yeah. line to the, the, the country, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's like they're 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 outside of the White House mostly. Okay. So, um, and not like on a diplomatic trip or like for some purpose. Right. 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 So diplomatic trips and vacations. No, like I mean, I just want to <laughs> clarify, like if yeah, somebody's yeah. going to, you know, it's not like a vacation if you're visiting yeah. like where a tragedy occurred or things like that. Mm-hmm. So Obama. Um, you know, with his, you know, the most vacation days of all time, according to Trump, has took 228 days of vacation in his eight years. Um, Bill Clinton took 174, so he's the lowest actually. And George Bush over a thousand. George W. Bush <laughs> over. 1, Wait, 000. Obama was 228, and Bush was over a thousand. Bush has the most vacation days. He has more than FDR, and FDR well, <laughs> was elected four times and had polio. So. <laughs> He needed some time to rest after the invading Afghanistan. In yeah. Bush's defense, more hands-off from George W. Bush was good for the country. Yeah, so Dick Cheney could just run everything. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. Fuck. Um, so we can do. We can look at the numbers game and say, like, holy shit, uh, obviously Obama didn't have that many. Trump right now is only at, I mean, he's only been seven weeks. He's at every weekend so far. So we're at. That's right, fucking, uh, Jesus Christ. It's a bit. Um... But, but does we, it count as vacation if you're holding staff meetings in the middle of a fucking <laughs> resort? It's a good point. But another thing that uh, Obama was criticized for was not just the amount of days he spent uh, golfing. It's the money he spent. In fact, there are many conservative articles I can find from 2012, 2013, 2014, where 
they are they're lambasting the Obamas because once a year they go to Hawaii and apparently this trip costs about three and a half million dollars for their yearly Hawaii visit. Um, so far, every Mar-a-Lago trip that Trump has taken, that's his resort in Florida, each weekend, the most Trump-loving sites I can find say he spends three million, uh, and the other some more liberal ones I see at ten million. So somewhere between three and ten million dollars per weekend trip. But he saves a lot of money by not taking a salary, so it's, it evens Is out. Is that even true? We don't know that because he ha- well, hasn't released it. <laughs> he could be taking a salary. And here's the thing, too. He owns Mar-a-Lago, right? Yeah. So does it, isn't he making money off of bringing these people there? Yes. And that's not even to mention by having Melania and Barron live in New York, that's yep. also spending that's millions five, and millions and millions of dollars. 500 grand a day or a week I, I should, I have to yeah for like the security right yeah really and, that's, that's what and we are the stuff, ones who have to give up our iPhones because we're sick the Mar-a-Lago stuff is security too mostly but the thing is um, for Trump saying I, he said before he became president I, I won't be a president who takes vacations I'll never take a day off and comparing to his tweets against Obama he said things like uh, Barack Obama played golf yesterday now he heads to a 10 day vacation nice work ethic Barack Obama is now in Hawaii. This vacation is costing taxpayers $4 million while there was 20% unemployment. He's just saying this all the time. Obama, yeah. over the course of eight years, spent $90 million on vacations. That's quite a bit. But Trump right now, at the most conservative estimates, has spent $13 million on vacations. And it's been in, seven weeks. It's been seven Instead weeks. of eight years. Yeah. <laughs> at, 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 the more, at some more generous estimates, he spent $40 million on vacations. Um, so he should pass him by... The end of the summer? Well, yeah. well no, because what Trump's going to do is he's going to stop taking vacations. Right. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, like, he's like getting all rested up. He's, yeah. like, he's, charging, he's like Goku. He's charging up. Yeah, the hyperbolic time chamber. He's in there right yeah. now at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, we think he's yeah. only there for the weekend, but he's he's been there for years. God, I want to fucking die, guys. I really want to die. Yeah, remember when he said that uh, when he gets becomes president, he's going to learn all the stuff? That's what he's doing. He's in the hyperbolic time chamber learning all the political stuff. He's going to come out, kick Congress's ass, yeah. pushing uh, universal health care. He's going to just Build fucking dominate everyone. Yeah, build the wall. Fuck Mitch McConnell. Fuck Paul Ryan. He's gonna come out and just kick their asses I, right now. I said I knew more than the I generals. I mean, unsarcastically, also fuck Mitch McConnell. Fuck Paul Ryan, but for other reasons. <laughs> I just, guys, and it's it's just it's one of these things that when we're talking about hypocrisy, it's not just Trump though. The problem is the amount of people who are so Trump supporting right now were so far up Obama's ass as a. I guess that's that means they liked him, but they they <laughs> they were so against him taking vacation they always called him a lazy piece of shit who didn't want to work um but well they'll know they're up his ass yeah so. so now they don't no one is saying anything about trump and in fact they went to a trump supporter and they're like hey did you know he's gone to vacation every single weekend in florida and it's costing millions of dollars to the taxpayer and uh obama spent this much in his eight years what do you think about this and they're like well that that's, that's not true it can't be true <laughs> that in one year he's gonna have spent more than obama in eight years so i don't I don't believe you. That's not true. That's impossible. <laughs> and it's one of those things that they just they just won't believe it or just turn off their they just won't think about it. Yeah, it's it's sort of like how they acted during the whole presidential race. Yeah. We're like, no, you know if Hillary wins it was a corrupted system. But if Trump wins, everything was working as intended. Do you think yeah. that it's just cause uh they viewed they viewed Obama as like one of those like 
black people mooching off the government yes, and Trump is like a, a big white successful businessman who wouldn't do that. It could be a reason, and yeah. He earns it, it might it's probably not a con, uh, conscious thing. I don't think most people look at Obama and they're like I hate him because he's black. Well, but yeah. we, can, we can we can discuss this at the end cuz that's ties up Okay, okay. All right. So, a lot of these fucking the, not a lot of these fucking people don't just <laughs> these, What do you mean these people? These fucking people. What do you mean you people? Yeah. They don't just defend Trump like this. They defend every fucking conservative politician like this. And I've since I've uh, I backstory, I moved into a new congressional congressional district a couple months ago and I've been like reaching out to and trying to interact with my new congressman as much as Reach possible. Reach across the aisle, you fucking... No, <laughs> to tell him, like, fuck you, you're doing a bad job. <laughs> Reach across the aisle, tell him fuck you. <laughs> okay, okay, maybe I don't tell him fuck you, but I'm like, hey, I really wish you would vote for this healthcare bill. And his staff's just like, I'm pretty sure he supports it. And I'm like, he doesn't, don't lie to me, please. <laughs> and so one of the things that he does a lot is he makes these facebook posts about like whatever bullshit you know sometimes it's like i met with this guy and he's a real american you know like super fluff stuff but every single time there's these like bunch of tea party people that are so up this republican congressman's ass and not in the way phil means in like the good way in the good (laughs) way and they like you cannot say anything and i've looked at a lot of these people's profiles and they have even still to this day share memes about how obama's lazy and a disgrace yeah they and, don't let go of the obama stuff the people who are are the rah 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 trump and rah 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 republican party they still post things about hillary and obama constantly yeah to be and fair like, like if you hate them that much it's real hard to let go and accept that like your your team has won it's just it feels so much better to go back and keep beating up on the people you yeah. hate it's much, it's much like how uh, after uh, Obama won, a lot of people, when uh, Obama was kind of letting us down, they was still just focused on, on bashing yeah, Bush. Yeah, so absolutely. He's, he's, he's better than Bush. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, they're still posting about how, like, Obama's corrupt and, like, he refused to work with, you know, real Americans, whatever the fuck that means, and all these things. And then I'll say... Because so, I always try to be super nice, because I'm the super milk toast piece of shit that Sly hates. <laughs> but I always try to be super respectful and nice and talk to them. And I'll be like, hey, I really wish you would hold a town hall because, like, I waited to meet with you for four hours and you never came out to talk to us. And, like, that would be great. And they are just and they just rip me apart. For and saying they that? Yeah. They'll be like, That's it's not just, even an opinion. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> I wish you would have a town hall. And they're like, you fucking people that, you know, you just want to hear yourself yell at him. And this is all just an ego boo. And I'm like, no, I want to meet with this him. Is they're democracy. Like, and they're like, there's other ways you could do that. And I'm like, how? How can I do that? Because I've gone to his office. I've called his office. I've called his DC office. And I haven't been able to talk to him. And they won't give me any answers. And these are the same people that I've scrolled through their stuff. And they supported the Tea Party, ripping apart town halls in 2009, 2010. Mm-hmm. They rip apart Obama and they're telling me you need to respect the president and like and this man's a congressman you can't tell him that you disagree with his policies <laughs> well, well this during, during the, the Bush years too uh, remember uh, during the Bush years they were like America love it or leave it or if you hate the president you, you ain't gonna support our troops or whatever yeah. then when uh, they lost power they're like no hating the president is a good thing it's pretty yeah. I mean the amount of people who are now saying you have to respect the president who called our last president, Obama, Obama, 
uh, Obozo. Oh, that's my Obozo. Abomination. Yeah, all these things repeatedly. Like there were some people who wouldn't refer to him as anything but Obama. Uh, I know people that support Trump that refer that called him exclusively the N word, so they could fuck right off. <laughs> yeah. If I call Trump a narcissist, another N word that's significantly less. Heavy. They might think it's the same thing. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, also, uh, I want to say this also goes the other way too. I don't mean the other side of the aisle. I mean that when a Republican dares break rank. With Trump, I have seen my family members that are, are more conservative that are no, they're like Trump lovers. Uh, whenever he, any Republican says, "Hey, maybe Trump should release his tax returns or you know talk about his ties to Russia," they're like, "This fucking Democrat plant. He's been waiting for 15 years to come out. Oh he should, he's God. a fucking traitor yeah. who should be executed." They like they turn on anyone, any Republican who dares defy tr- Trump. They really rip them apart. A couple of dates. A days ago, I had a, I read, and this was going to be my topic for this time, was a National Review article on how Trump's changing conservatism and, like, how those people, like, that are trying to hold on to traditional conservative values have to change, otherwise they'll be targeted and attacked, like John McCain or Lindsey Graham or Rand Paul. Yeah, well, that, yeah. Well, that's why, that's been happening, not, it's not just Trump, it's been happening since, Trump is, like, the final phase of uh, this, this boss fight uh, <laughs> in the conservative movement. Uh, maybe not even that. Maybe this isn't even my final four. Yeah. So, but like the start of the Tea Party, because the Tea Party primarily a lot of establishment uh, Republicans, because like, oh, you like earmarks, you like reach across the aisle making deals. Fuck you, you're out of here. We're gonna go, guys. We'll never make deals ever. We'll always veto anything Obama plays, and they, and that's how uh, we got to the situation we are now. And then that led to Trump. That that idea that you have to be pure, you have to be, you have to be uh, loyal to the sta- the idea of conservative and all this shit. And it's not even that, 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 in a true way. It's about like. The select leaders they consider to be like the their uh, ideologues, it's like the Sarah Palin's and the Trumps. It's just what you guys were saying before about like the evidence, like how they just ignore it. Like I went to a protest uh, a couple months ago, and there was probably about three to four hundred anti congressmen and maybe a dozen pro Trump guys that were there. And I saw him make a Facebook post that was just the congressman that was just like. You know, I'm not going to let a couple haters stand in my way of respecting rights. I'm like, okay, I mean, that's some pretty big differences. And, like, when I went to this, like, office hours thing for my congressman a month ago, there was, like, I didn't talk to everybody. This is obviously anecdotally. But of the, like, 40 to 50 people that were there I talked to, of probably, like, two to 300, everybody there was like, I have concerns. I don't support Trump. I'm here respectfully. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But, like, I have concerns about Russia. I have concerns about the EPA. I have concerns about my health care. And then you go on their Facebook page and you talk to, like, and this these ladies like these old ladies and these old guys will argue with me and be like i was there and there was just a couple jerks that were ruining it for everybody by protesting and most people were there to support their congressman it's like what fucking world do you live in <laughs> or what table were you sitting at cuz i wasn't i didn't see you what planet are you from yeah it, it's <laughs> all like confirmation bias stuff where you see like the people that are there to support and you're like you know there are a lot of us and you just ignore, like, a, a huge crowd. You're like, look at all these, like, losers or, like, George Soros plants. Yeah, we have paid he even too. did – He <laughs> our congressman also even did a fucking Facebook Live, like, town hall where he did this Facebook Live videos. And it was, like, a bullshit meme that was, like, angry reacts only because it was just, <laughs> like, mad faces the whole way. And all the comments were, like, stand up to Trump against Russia. Stand up for our health care. And they just don't – they – it's – 
Like, and then afterwards, people were like, yep, just a couple haters. He even said in the in the video, there's a couple haters here. Like, no, everybody hates you, guy. <laughs> like, maybe 80% of people here are here because they're concerned that you don't have any fucking ethics. <laughs> but people still vote for him. Yeah. yeah. Old people do. Well, it's now is my first time I'm voting in this district. I'm going to bring him down. Yeah. Yeah, you're uh, one I, vote. I, I, I want to say, I don't think this is just a Tea Party thing, uh, unfortunately. I think the... All both sides do it, though. You're going to give this. No, but my my argument why I'm comparing it to the Tea Party is because we're seeing this wave of resistance that's very reminiscent of the Tea Party. And that was embraced, and this is so shunned. I meant more back to Sly's point about how the Tea Party started this and now Trump is their final form, but I think. Even someone like Ronald Reagan was elected as well, a, that's a good point. as yes. a as a like charisma only because when you really look at him, he took three hundred nine vacation days, which is more than Obama and Clinton. He, uh, you know, tripled the fucking deficit, did raise taxes, like, it, and he also brought the like, he was he was I think he was the one that, where they brought up the the idea that you should never attack Republicans should never attack other Republicans like the yeah. the, the new idea of Republicanism where. When you uh, pick a person to Supreme Court, you can pick a really young person to fuck over the, that seat for the next couple of years. And then that led to the new Greenwiches. When the Greenwich was like, we're going to fucking prime, uh, try to impeach a president just because we don't like him. Just purely based on that. I mean, look at John McCain. He says things in interviews that he doesn't agree with Trump and he thinks this is problematic. But then he votes in line with the party and every time. The sad, the sad thing is for him. He votes in line with the party like an asshole, but Republicans fucking hate him for the stuff he says anyway. So it's like, he, who is he trying to win over? I don't understand. The Republican voters hate him because they're all like, you fucking traitor. Uh, Maybe seen- he exists <laughs> just so like my racist aunt can be like, not all Republicans are like this. Look yeah, at John McCain. There, there was some poll that I read that Republicans. <laughs> he enjoys the most uh, bipartisan support. There's like 50% of Republicans and Democrats like him and 50% hate him. Whereas opposed to like Trump, who he's at like... 90 and 10. But Phil has a, but Phil, that's a really good point, and that goes back to my original thesis that uh, Nixon brought, brought about the end of... Uh, I, I will say, it. going back a little further, uh, you can go all the way back to someone like Andrew Johnson, and he was impeached for no fucking reason just because they didn't like him. So it's but like, wasn't he actually... I, I, I know you brought that up before, but wasn't he actually a shitty president? Like He was. Like, Clinton actually wanted to do what the Republicans wanted to do. Like, if, if uh, it wasn't for the Monica Lincoln scandal, he would have uh, cut entitlements and stuff like that. Like, he was actually... Trying to do what Republicans wanted to do, but Andrew Johnson is actually just a shitty president no one liked. Well, it's also because he was a Southerner in a house full of Northern Reconstructionists that are like, we want to fuck yeah. the South over, and he's like, we should be lenient on them. Blacks don't. But like, that's, that. that's, that's a that, but that's different because like it is uh, p- partisan in that uh, he had different views, but Clinton wanted to do what uh, Republicans wanted to do. It was just purely the fact that he's a Democrat; he should get the fuck out of there. I see what you mean. Okay. Yeah, I'll agree with that. He's a milquetoast liberal. Piece but of but shit. It, is, it is it is a bad thing when. <laughs> Just because he's a southerner in a, a pro uh, reconstructionist party, the fact that that immediately made him like get kicked out. But it, it is uh, uh, that's now that we've devolved to the point. Like even when you agree with the Republicans, you're like, no, just the fact that you're the other side means you get the fuck out. Yeah, I you think know? I think it's kind of like a, a downfall of just human nature in general. Like I don't know how you fix this because people like group identity and group politics. So Tribalism. Tribalism. Yeah, yeah, it's like I I, I don't know if there. Are, is a way to avoid this in a democracy, really? Well, ideally, yeah. if you were more educated, you have a philosopher it would, king. It would help. Oh, that, that's a good. Uh, uh, talking about education is a good transition to my topic. Boom! Four out of four. We did it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't transition for you, Brian. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> uh, Thomas Jefferson actually talked about how uh, we need to have how fucking hot his slaves were. <laughs> no, we talked about how. Uh, we, Americans, you know, have to be educated in order to make sure democracy stays healthy and stuff like that. 
which is a bunch of bullshit, as I'll get into. <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, uh, everyone else brought in articles, and uh, Ryan brought his personal experience with his actual activism. I'm going to talk about a fucking cartoon. Uh, if you ever read Cyanide and Happiness uh, on their Twitter page, uh, uh, Dave uh, Trick. Even if you don't know what Cyanide and Happiness is by name, I'm sure you've seen it yeah. on the internet. They're like the stick figures with like the big colorful shirts. Yeah. <laughs> and the like round, round heads. So, and it, this is not the official account. This is one of their artists. And he just drew his uh, scribbles. And the comic is um, a guy with a blue tie and, and, and Trump, a very clearly uh, Trump with a red tie. The, the liberal says, you said buy American to Congress while Ivanka wore $18,000 dress. Ha! Logic trap. And Trump just shrugs and, and just continues doing stuff. And the liberal's like, wait, no, that was meant to stop you. And that's kind of how I feel uh, liberals <laughs> are tr- approaching this situation. And like, because th- th- like Trump basically disarmed liberals in general. Because uh, we lo- like, if you look at our media and stuff, like our daily shows and stuff, like we like in our onions. We lo- love that, <laughs> but we we love our we love the liberals love the gotcha moment. Yeah, they love the gotcha moments. They love this. They love the gotcha question. Not just the liberals. I think that's everyone. Yeah, I yeah, I think that's. But, everyone. Not the, but not to just these gotcha question stuff. Like we love our our intellectual approaches to stuff. We love our satire, and like Trump disarms us in so many ways because our satire is just because he's going to do what we we satirize. He's going to do like he's doing everything we joked he would do. All we can really, all we really know how to do is point out contradictions. And when somebody just says, "Okay, I have a, I'm contradictory," whatever, I'm not, I'm, I don't give a shit. Really, uh, yeah. we really don't know how to pr- approach it, which is why I feel Trump like completely disarmed like entire liberal media by fucking little media bullshit. Because no. he just says, "No, fuck you." Yeah, and, so and he go, was playing four dimensional chess the whole time. But it's, but it's like uh, it goes it, to get to an actual article. This goes into how uh, people think. I like that you frame this by being like, everyone else brought in articles. I brought in a cartoon. Also, this article. <laughs> yeah, I want to I back up my stuff somewhat, like in my theories. Because <laughs> my problem with liberals at the moment is, because, you know, as usual, I hate liberals. Uh, <laughs> Especially of the neotype. We love logic. And uh, we've even had a discussion on our Facebook group. Facebook group. Uh, go check our Facebook group. Uh, sign up. <laughs> Um, Sign up. Yeah. Give us a like. <laughs> subscribe to our Patreons. Yeah, but um, we had a discussion over uh, convincing Trump supporters, and, and and we had a discussion talking about it, saying uh, I was saying we should try to appeal to uh, our common interests and stuff like that. And people said no, we should uh, learn more. We should appeal to logic. And my article uh, basically shows why that is bullshit. Logic is irrelevant. Abandon your liberal I- ideology of lo- logic. Logic is irrelevant, and here's why. Because so, we live in a post-truth America, but uh, but this, we think we live in post-truth America, but this, this goes to our fundamental fundamental nature of how our minds are processing information. So this is from te- uh, Technological Review uh, about an article called "Importance of Feelings." Uh, a, a neuro a neuroscientist um, like Ben Carson, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's actually Ben Carson. He says uh, he's a neurosurgeon. <laughs> I know, I know. Logic is bad. Black people were immigrants. Yeah. <laughs> But he says that uh, he basically found out in the '90s that uh, he, st- he did studies with people who had the emotional center of their brain damaged, and what he, what he discovered was they could not uh, make really really make good uh, decisions. Like their reason center was uh, was damaged along with their emotional center, and so your reason is directly tied in with your emotions. Yes, is what you're saying. He's, he has, and he has a book about it called Des- Descartes. Descartes' error. Descartes. Yeah. 
fuck, I always do that. Uh, it's another Jamal Milay. Descartes Blanche. Descartes, error, emotion, reason, human brain. It basically talks, because like, ever since Descartes, we've been like, logic, we, I think therefore I am. We have to focus on logic, and emotions yeah, are just... Yeah, empiricism. Lo- yeah, the, lo- the emotions are a lesser level, while... Antonio Damasio's uh, research is basically about like, no, this is part of our entire consciousness, uh, our emotional centers. But it's not, it's like humans have always striven to uh, not (laughs) stroke. It's part of our our entire biology. biology. If we don't have an emotional center, our brains cannot make decisions. No, I'm not saying to to get rid of Uh, Checkmate. What about Vulcans, Sly? Well, I was going to say Vulcans, actually, that they are, we have (laughs) them in sci-fi to be like, from Star Trek. They are completely logical beings that are more advanced than we are. I know, but that, that's that's why I think liberals uh, fall into this trap because we underestimate how much of our biology is against working against us. Like, and this no, is- I think that's I think that's a very fair point. That I think liberals consistently underestimate the emotional reaction that people have to things. Yeah, and this goes to my second article. I, I said I was going to bring zero articles, but about two. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, so this is from. Uh, you are not so smart.com, and it's about the backfire effect. Uh, not the greatest source, but they do reference an actual article, and I read. I, I just wanted to have an easy summary of the actual, uh, okay, I got you. actual study. So it's a study from. Uh, they talk about a study from Brendan Nyhan and Jason Reifler at the University of Michigan and Georgia State University, and basically they had a study where they found out about uh, the backfire effect, where you if you show somebody information. And it goes against what they believe. They will believe what they believe previously even harder. So they'll say, no, fuck your evidence. I'm going to believe even harder. Yeah, they double down. Double down. Mm-hmm. And this happens to both liberals and conservatives. Yes, but yeah. this is something that like you see even in com- when you guys are arguing about comics or something. You In the moment, the backfire effect definitely happens. But down the line, people do change their views. They do, but this is about what I'm talking about. I think all four of us have, after recording episodes of either this or Divisive Issues, been like, I thought about it more, and no, you were right. Yeah, that, that's like something that's very, in, in argument, no one concedes. I know, but you are uh, you are saying, like, uh, these anecdotal evidence. I'm talking about the fact that we underestimate so much on the liberal side, how much we need to appeal to emotion in order no, to. No, I do agree that point. we totally underestimate it, but I don't think the, like, I don't think it's pointless. Yeah, me either. Especially because... Uh, it, is like... po- it is pointless in this context. Let me uh, get into this point. Okay. Um, Make your point before we yell at you. <laughs> okay, so... Yeah, and double down on our own beliefs. <laughs> and ignore yours. Yeah. Fuck, the harder we fight Sly, the more he's proven right. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> so he talks about how uh, they, they believe th- this was a part of our evolution. Like, our belief system is core to how we survive. 90% of our... This is backed up by further neurological uh, studies... 90% of our reasoning is subconscious. And the reason why it is that way is because our subconscious reasoning is better than our conscious reasoning. When you are consciously saying, I'm going to decide to do this, that's why a lot of, I feel like I, I, I make dumber choices when I overthink things because you're, when you're sub, the things are ingrained in you, like stopping at a red light, the things you are basically brainwashed into thinking, uh, uh, reasoning automatically, that's better reasoning than your uh, your actual conscious reasoning. And what happens with our brains is, after, we have to at some point say, no, we already processed information, it's already done, we're going to use it for our subconscious reasoning now, and and basically, uh, uh, we are fighting against our biology to say, to fight back against that natural instinct that helps us live our everyday lives, to say, no, uh, this backfire effect needs to stop, we have to process this information, and because and, this one is good information, like, we have to fight against our natural instinct. I do here. think we are fighting against it, but I still don't think it's pointless, like, that's why, like... It's pointless, it's pointless for Trump supporters, and, and the people... In the center, uh, we theoretically want to appeal to. For liberals, 
we can do that echo you talk about echo chambers but ironically you guys uh, uh this is a backup of the echo chamber when you're talking about how much important liberal logic is no but i i think still in many circumstances you're completely right but i have still convinced people to fundamentally change their opinion when we had a real conversation about yeah, it. Yeah, it does happen. Again, it's but, difficult. And that's that's a, a good uh, a, a point, but the, uh, the way you go about it, and this is all about like uh, what kind of methods we, we, we use, and uh, it goes back to emotion in the long run too. I'm, I'm assuming you did this the same way because this is how arguments are really won. And uh, this is all just like, theories and stuff, not backed up by anything. But when you have an argument with somebody, it's better to treat it more like a, par- a partnership where you're both trying oh, to absolutely. be friendly, yeah. trying to find out the same exact information. Like, how do we find out the truth about this thing? Rather than, you're wrong, we're going to prove you wrong. Yeah, yeah and yeah, that's yeah. why I think tone and how we talk to the people we disagree with is super important. Yeah, but that, that ties back to why emotion is important. Like, you have to... No, I totally agree with you. Again, I'm not disagreeing with your thesis. I'm disagreeing with your analysis of it, where you're saying it's pointless to talk to these people. But no, it's I'm not. I'm saying pointless. I'm saying... The liberal it's, logic trap is pointless. Maybe I explained it too far. The liberal logic trap, like, haha, you, your logic is wrong. Oh, no, oh, I, like, I agree with oh, you. You're saying, like, are you saying, like, oh, like the, I present you with this fact and now you're defeated type. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree there's with there's a greater you criticism that. that you can apply to that kind of mentality where it's like the YouTube videos where it's like, watches Tommy Lauren gets destroyed by a 10-year-old yes. girl. Like, that kind of stuff is pointless. That's not going to convince anyone. Yeah, I extend it too far. It's not just all logic. It's just no, that I, logic No, I misunderstood trap. your point. I, mean, I totally that, agree That with just you. relates back to, like, the problem with, like, clickbait mentality nowadays in our, that's prevalent throughout our media. That it's it's yeah. just so much easier to like and share stuff like that rather than get involved in more complicated conversations or read longer pieces from unbiased and, sources. And it's kind yeah. of like a vicious cycle because uh, we're more we're more polarized, then we, we get more clickbaity, we get mm-hmm. more clickbaity, and we get more polarized. And and, and yeah. the polarization or the the clickbaitiness of people's information gathering is so sad to see because it's like one of those things that with the invention of the internet, I, I always was like idealizing it like everyone has access to so much information now but when i yeah. see kids when i ask them to do research they're they just want to look at the, like the the link name like the headline exactly. and that's it they're like i'm not gonna read like this whole three pages and I'm for like, the record though i know that it's it's kind of anti-liberal to be like oh we're being saved by this corporate overlord but like people that own google and facebook are trying to fight it by having like instead of related more confirmation bias articles facebook's new like fake news stuff is gonna it's not going to censor anything, but under it, it's going to say, like, this article has been refuted by the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, Snopes, things like that. Yeah, and that, that does... That, it's just going to make the people who already are like, those are fake news, just be like, this doesn't Yeah, now, yeah. now Facebook's in on the fake news. Yeah, but I, you don't think anyone is going to be made better by that? Some people... Some, we some we people have are. to see how this unfolds before yeah. we start judging. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the real way... Because uh, I, I know people who have their mind changes, like, just like Ryan says, he changed other people's minds. And a lot of them say, like, I should my dad's mind... I showed I showed him a bunch of Snopes articles, and I said, "Hey, I find these articles. They seem to, they have these, all this data to back it up." And he his dad he said his dad was a uh, for like a, a two years he was a massive Fox News viewer, and now he's just like I don't know I, I guess they're just more of a biased news again, and so it can't happen. It depends on how you introduce it. Like if it's just if Snopes.com just registers by as, as a Facebook recommended another fake news site by them. It's bullshit. But if it's like your brother or your sister or your friend saying I'm trying I I looked into this and I found the site. That might have more information. Well, that's my my that's why I'm like my main thesis in a lot of these episodes. I mean, I don't know if it actually shows up, but in a lot of our conversations, whether we're recording or not, is we can't just shut these people out and be like they're fucking idiots. Like, 
because you know our opinions are not perfect either. I'm, we're mm-hmm. they're better than the people that are like, nope, the, the Wall Street Journal's fake news. Like obviously, but we're we still have to be civil and not do the like, oh, here's a L.A. Times article. Fuck you, you're wrong. But like we have to be nice and and kind and talk civilly. Even when they're, like, telling me, fuck you, you just want to yell at our congressman, you have to be like, no, not really. I suggested other different types of town halls they could have, and they were like, you know, I didn't think about that. That's not the worst idea. And, like, you can get through to maybe, I don't know a percentage, but you can get through some people, not everybody. Some people are going to be assholes, are going to be assholes, are going to be assholes. The question never is, um, can we appeal to these people or not? The question is what percentage? You have asked me that question before, Sly. But the question shouldn't be. The question shouldn't be. Can we appeal to these people or not? The question should be: What percentage of those people can we appeal to? Yeah, and what's the best way to get your message across? Yeah. Uh, another reason why emotion is so tied to our reasoning is because it, uh, our our decision process naturally ties to our emotions. Like, will we be happier if we make this decision? Will the yeah. people we love be happier? So when you appeal to people about like healthcare, say, hey. Uh, you might lose your healthcare under, under Trump because Trump doesn't know what he's doing. Like, um, and, and now that people ha- feel threatened personally, they care more, which we should make them care yeah. in advance, hopefully. In yeah, the but you have to. I just think we have to structure our argument with an understanding of how much ethos, pathos, and logos you're leaning on. Yeah. And like, you want to have logic, but you can't just be yeah. data, data, data. No one can digest. You can't that. be a Vulcan. Yeah, you can't be a Vulcan. <laughs> Think of the kids. Think of the kids. <laughs> yeah, so to tie up this uh, segment, I've talked about how this whole entire segment is just uh, more uh, logic trap bullshit. But also to, but I wanted to also suggest how you use this logic trap bullshit to for yeah, your decision. If you want to make a point, you have to emotionally manipulate them like I've been doing my whole life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I will die if you vote for this health care bill. <laughs> Do you yeah. want me to die, Dad? Do you? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I want to... Join the Facebook group, as we mentioned. Also, rate, review, and more importantly, subscribe. I always say this, but apparently iTunes doesn't judge their charts based on reviews. It's only how many subscribers you have. So be like me and go log on people's computers at work and download iTunes and subscribe to our shows and then leave. <laughs> nice. Wow. That's you want to appeal with logic and passion? <laughs> you you want to rig the vote yeah. like typical yeah. yeah exactly it's all rigged and uh you know also stitcher and comrade radio.com and all that George stuff. Soros paid for this yeah, yeah. I want to do some self plugs for two comrade shows Daryl I- just <laughs> butt plugs yeah <laughs> Daryl just finished up his three episode tenure on instant classic uh talking about Final Fantasy 15 yeah I did and it was really fun I thought it was a delightful block of episodes oh, yeah <laughs> that game is bonkers <laughs> yeah that's a good way to put it but I thought it was really fun and on Friday I will have an episode on the comrade feed with Vanessa from Square Roots about some fun legal cases throughout history and i accidentally yell about how the government denies climate change so there's that <laughs> cool but yeah that's really fun so you guys should check all that stuff out at comraderadio.com oh and uh thank you to david on our facebook group for suggesting that we should record closer to release day because we wouldn't have had half of the healthcare stuff that we had if we recorded yesterday <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so, so that was a good idea yep uh, so thank you all for listening. I've been Descartes. I've been an emotionless Vulcan. I've been a thousand days of vacation. And I've been up Obama's butt. 
In the good way or the bad way? Uh, you decide. <laughs> we'll sign to the podcast. Red Radio. Dot com. Independent Podcasting Network.